0: It's one of those things where it's just magic unfolding and allowing that connection to establish expectations. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters and some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. That is what we are diving into today with today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Chatting with Chickens. I'm really looking forward to this episode because it's just going to be a couple of shares in this one, but they're just some of my favorite experiences. <laughs> and Some experiences that I really learned a lot from and also deepened my belief or I guess confidence in my ability to connect. And so when it comes to animal communication or connecting with animals, or as Lucia would call it, intercellular communication, or it's also called interspecies intuitive communication. Yeah, so when it comes to developing this skill or this ability or strengthening these senses, it is something that can be a bit difficult because it's learning to trust your intuition. It's learning to trust and connect and believe in something that maybe somebody else isn't experiencing. It's always so helpful when the animals around you or when the universe in general just gives you those situations that there's no denying what you picked up on or what unfolded as truth and as your abilities just being on point. Some of these situations are where animals have just helped me grow with my Boundaries, or maybe understanding their boundaries and respecting their boundaries. And one of them's just absolutely hilarious. And so I'm going to start with sharing a story with Raz, Rascal. And this was shortly after he came and joined our family. Him and I were going for a walk. We were walking down the road. And on our one way down the road, We saw a butterfly, and as soon as I saw the butterfly, something just grabbed my awareness, and so I stopped and I took a few breaths and connected in with the butterfly. And there was something just a little out of balance, you could say, with the butterfly, and so I had offered that being an energy session. So here I am, sitting on the side of a country road with my dog, giving this butterfly a session. And then once the session finished, gave like some love and then just continued on with our walk. And I was like, hmm, interesting. That's fun. As we're coming back towards the farm, walking on the other side of the street, it was really interesting because as soon as we got to the area where the butterfly would have been on the other side of the street, Raz started pulling towards like crossing the street. And I was like, oh, fascinating. He knows that this is where the butterfly is. And me and all of my beautiful human self was like, oh, buddy, are you wanting to go back and see if the butterfly is doing okay? And right away, he's like, no, I want to get it. (laughs) As in bite it, chomp it, eat it, get it kind of energy. And I just... Took a breath and I had to laugh because that's who he is, right? That's his innate response or instinctual, I guess you could say, response. And that moment, as brief and quick as it was, was such a lesson for me because I think there's a part of me I'm really trying to evolve out of it. But if any of you have seen, I think it was the Animaniacs, they had the character Elmira, which adored animals but slightly suffocated them while she was squeezing them and hugging them and petting them and making them do whatever she wanted. There's part of that archetype in me where I just love animals and want to pet them, want to do all that, but it it has very loose boundaries to it, and it doesn't honor The animal and how they want to show up. It honors how I want them to show up. That's been a really huge, huge, huge growing process for me over the last decade or so is just understanding my human self while respecting and understanding more of the innate or instinctual aspects of the animal's that share my path with me, that share our world, and recognizing where I put my own beliefs or expectations on them versus allowing them to show up and honoring a healthier expression for them. And so I always thank Rascal for that moment because I laughed and it was funny. And it was one of those moments too, where I know I'm not making this up because that's not the answer that I would have brought forward. In my mind, it would have been like, oh yes, I do want to see the butterfly and see if they're okay. (laughs) But no, he, he wanted to get it. (laughs) So it's just cool. Right. And it doesn't mean that then I can't have boundaries too with him. So with Raz, There was a lot of training that we did with him and a lot of communication around the chickens. You know, those are birds that you can't catch, you can't go after, you can't be chasing. It's fascinating because I've had the same conversation with Bob and with Lynx, both of the barn cats, where intuitively or connecting, you can set boundaries For your property, your space, and the animals that show up there. Very similar is intuitively, I will set boundaries for the coyotes in the area as well when it comes to the chickens. Doesn't mean they always have to listen to it, but it's at least putting your expectations out there. And it's fascinating because none of our animals go after the chickens. I know with Raz, we did a lot of training. But even with the barn cats, they just don't. It's so cool. It's one of those things where it's just magic unfolding and allowing that connection to establish expectations, right? And sometimes those expectations have to come back to me. There's lots of times where I'm learning where their boundaries are or where I need to shift or change perspective. Another interesting or funny unfolding that I had, this involves a session I was doing at a client's house. The client had me over to do a session for their dog. It was a pup at the time, super adorable puppy, and the session went really well, but when I first got there, their cat came out. Their cat was a Himalayan type of cat, and man, oh man, was he just Stunning, just the most beautiful, beautiful cat. And he just had this essence to him, like a very strong lion like essence. It was just, it was a very awesome cat to meet. But instantly I was like, oh, can I pet you? And he's like, no, solid heart, not budging, no. And that was one of the things too, especially when I first started into doing energy medicine sessions for animals, is asking permission to pet, to engage, to touch. Our hands have so much energy in them and a lot of the time we're not that balanced. That energy can be quite intense and we don't often ask the animal themselves, is it okay if I engage with you? Same thing with picking animals up, with Walter being 110 pounds, I'm sure he'd love if I would pick him up, but it's just, it's not happening where Raz, I really try to remember to ask permission if I am kind of picking him up for a moment and giving him a cuddle. But a lot of the time with these smaller dogs, they're being picked up and carried around and moved around, and they maybe don't even want you to. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure some of them love it. There's all different types out there, but there's just this whole realm around asking permission, right? Think of a human coming up to you and just picking you up or just starting to pet your face, someone you don't even know. We wouldn't engage that way or we typically wouldn't engage that way human to human. And so how can we, bring that in a little more when it comes to our interactions with other sentient beings. Back to the story, this cat gave me a solid no. In the human, the human of the house said that this cat is quite particular and not overly affectionate. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. No worries. And so once I finished the session on the dog, the cat came over And I could recognize that the cat was holding tension, and especially with that breed, because the nose can be a little more compressed in. Right up the nose in between the eyes, I could tell there was like a tension pattern there. And so I asked the human, the guardian, do you mind if I just do a little bit of work for your cat? And the human agreed. And the cat also gave permission. The cat actually had asked first if I could work. The cat came up. I did some really, really nice unwinding. And so the great thing about energy medicine and another thing that took me a while to wrap my head around. So if I tell you this and you need a bit of time to wrap your head around it too, that's okay. I totally understand. But because you're working with the energy, you don't actually always have to have hands on. You actually don't ever. Have to have hands on. One of my love languages is touch. And so I do love working with hands on. I do pick a lot up from my hands, but I can pick up just as much when I do a distant session and work with a hologram. And so I wasn't working right directly on the cat, but you could just feel that tension start to unwind and release. And he had a couple really, really great shifts, which was awesome. He did a nice stretch after, which is a great way where animals will show when they're releasing. You get that licking of the lips, soft eyes, yawning, stretching, that kind of thing. After I heard the cat say, you can pet me once. One pet. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) So excited. And so I took a breath and I just gave the cat a pet from head to tail and the cat's human was like totally taken back because she said stuff like that never happens. But then that little person inside of me, that Almyra, that just needed more, I went and I gave the cat another pet and as soon as I went and did that second pet, that cat just hit my hand so quickly (laughs) with his paw and oh was he like no just solid and I apologized right away to him I'm so sorry you are just such a stunning cat and I know that that doesn't make up for it but thank you so much for letting me have the one pet but I did give a good apology and he seemed to like the Appreciation of how stunning he was. But just another area where, for me, that really affirmed that respect what animals and humans, everyone, like respect that boundary. He said once, right? I did twice. And then I got in trouble for the second one. But it was one of those really awesome learning experiences for sure the third one and this is going to be this is going to be my favorite story that I'm going to share today. I've been excited to bring this into an episode. I would say when we talk about respect on this level, this was one of our family members bringing forward some boundaries or I could say mirroring showing me where I needed to bring forward some boundaries and in a really, really strong way. And so this story has to do with the wonderful, amazing, spunky Jade and all of her essence and sometimes attitude. So long short of a situation – we had a person come and stay with us. They were supposed to only be staying with us for two weeks and this ended up being over three months. Yes, great person, wonderful person. It just was one of those situations where, again, the boundaries were a little loose. It ended up being longer than it needed to be. But then it happened that that person then moved into the next part of their journey. One of the moments where you could say tension was getting a little higher around the farm. Person was still living with us. It had been quite a while. There was just some unfoldings. So that person and I were in the barn and we were with the donkeys. (laughs) And Jade's just like dead staring at me. And she's looking at me. I'll give a little, give a little heads up too. There is going to be a swear word with this. So if anybody's letting their kids listen, there will be a swear word coming up. And so Jade's looking at me eye to eye. And she's like, I'm going to step on him. <laughs> I look at her because I'm like, no way. There's no way. This is just what she just said to me. Coming in intuitively, this is where I'm doubting myself that that's actually what I'm picking up. And I look at her, no, you're not. And she looks at me and she backs up and she starts backing up just ever so slowly towards him. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to step on him. And I'm like, do not step on him. That is not what we do. We don't step on people. No, you're not going to step on people. And she's like, I'm going to step on him like, don't step on him, that's mean. And she's like, well, he's an asshole. And I'm like, he is not, he's not an asshole. And she's like, no, he is, he's being an asshole and I'm gonna step on him. And she's slowly backing up and I watch her and I'm telling her no. And this person's just like, oh, she's coming towards me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. She slowly lifts her leg up and starts to put her foot down on his toe. And he didn't notice at first. And then she just slowly starts to put more and more pressure. And I'm like, don't do that. And I can hear her the whole time. She's like, I'm going to do it. And then all of a sudden he catches on that she's starting to step down and he pulls his foot out and he's like, whoa, whoa, she almost stepped on." If she could have winked in that moment, it was like she looked at me and gave me this big wink. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, you need to figure this out. I am figuring this out. Don't worry. (laughs) And so one of those situations where, again, helped me kind of see more. Now, I'm going to give like a huge side, not side story, but just sidebar here too. that human being is a wonderful, wonderful human being. I would not describe that human being the same way that my donkey did, but I think my donkey was languaging in a strong way because at that point in time, I was just having a really hard time bringing forward a boundary that would help all of us out. She did another time too, where just to be cheeky, when we had Herbert, her and Herbert were really good friends, but I swear in another lifetime, they were siblings and she was standing in the doorway blocking him from being able to come into the barn and she's just dead looking at me and he's standing behind her and I can tell he wants to come to see me and she looks at me and she just gives him like a, like just a a kick to the chest. Like it wasn't super hard, but it also I'm sure didn't tickle either. And I'm just like, Jade, like (laughs) stop it. That's just how she can show up sometimes, just with a little bit of attitude or feistiness to her. But Herbert was okay. He didn't even yelp or anything. But it's like she just, again, brought in that layer of, just so you know, I can kick kind of thing. Be aware. Or setting that boundary, I guess you could say. That's a great kind of pondering point to end off. With is when our animals show up, I think it's so easy for us to assume what they are thinking, feeling, wanting, all of those things. But maybe take a couple of breaths and see if there's anything that you could be misinterpreting with how your animals are showing up. And when you take that moment and connect in, And neutralize, right? Remove the emotional lens. So don't come at it with worry or sadness. Just see if you can get to a more curious perspective. And if you unfold maybe a different reality within there, as you question that or get curious about that, notice how your animal shows up. If they give you any kind of winks, or any feedback to show you that maybe that's the layer that they're actually trying to express or show. Awesome. Thanks everybody for joining in today and I hope you have a great day. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness, but they are not a diagnosis or are they applicable to all animals? More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them.